Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, kind of a chilly start to a Thursday morning, but temperatures will improve. Good morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Youngke. Yeah, you might be a little surprised. You might need a little bit of a jacket or a sweater this morning if you're going to be out and about. The good news is probably after about 9 o'clock this morning, temperatures will start to climb. Today, sunshine 68 are expected high. Tomorrow's sun Sunshine, 74. Going into the Memorial Weekend, beautiful weather. Saturday, sunshine and dry, 78. Sunday, partly sunny and 81. Then when we get into next week, we'll see temperatures that are easily into the 80s. Probably some areas of Wisconsin that will witness temperatures into the 90s next week. Yeah, we'll talk weather with Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, in a little bit. Cody Coster, broker analyst with EverAg, is also coming along for the ride on a Thursday morning. And keeping an eye on policy development down at the State House This week, one of the big targets that Wisconsin agriculture is focused in on, improving our rural roads, got some attention by both the Assembly and the Senate. Nate Zimdars was there and brings us an update. Stick around. No producer wants to wake up to a sick animal, and I know firsthand. BioVet is your solution for healthier animals. A lot of care and a good dose of science goes into every formulation so you can minimize problems and keep your livestock out of the hospital pen. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Over time, all things change. I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. There's a new face on the Wisconsin Farmers Union staff taking care of Camp Kenwood. Grace Clarity. Now, who did you take over from? So I had the privilege of taking over for Kathy Stotts, who was the education and camp director for 30 years. She has been involved in Farmers Union since she was about nine and had the privilege of retiring from here. Um, I am so lucky to continue to onboard with her, um, which has made transitioning to this position incredible. If anyone has ever been to Camp Kenwood or has interacted with Kathy Stotts herself, you know the kind of legacy and the honor that she had of being a part of that and how life-changing it was for family, kids, staff, parents, all of the above. Um, And so I have been able to take that over from her. And I always say you're not filling big shoes, you're making new ones. So what about this position really appealed to you? I uh, graduated from the University of Tennessee in August, and I received my master's degree in agricultural leadership, education, and communications. And while I was there, I focused on experiential learning specifically, which is essentially taking curriculum and figuring out how can we teach kids in a way where really they don't know they're being taught. It's a lot of hands-on. I like using the term of we try to embrace all five senses, and we can learn using that. Um, It really opened my mind and my knowledge to agriculture in general and how any topic can kind of convert into a conversation piece on that. Um, I was also a camp counselor for a number of years, not at Camp Kenwood, um, but I understand that experience of 
being a camper, that moment just staying with you forever, remembering what it's like to be at an overnight camp. And so being able to combine my degree and combine my experience as a camp counselor and my love for it into being able to not only continue that, but teach kids as well was a dream come true. Um, I don't say this lightly, and I don't say this just because coworkers are around. Genuinely, this is my absolute dream job, and I'm so honored that I'm able to do this so quickly after graduation. What do you envision camp looking like? It's very important to me, and I think anybody that's ever been to Camp Kenwood, to keep the legacy and the integrity of what it is, um, while just seeing things that we can update within it. I have a huge passion project for pollinators and for arts and crafts, and so those are two big things I'd like to incorporate, Um, but also seeing how I can incorporate the experiential learning that I have been taught and how we can transfer that to kids. I would love to work with um, the local school districts, um, local clubs, trying to figure out how we can make it a collaborative effort and continue what Kathy did for 30 years. Um, Camp was built in the 1940s by Farmers Union members, and since then, I believe I am the fourth or fifth director they've ever had since the 40s. So it is a big spot. And it's incredible to be there. And so I think we're still learning a little bit of what we can keep, what we can adjust, what we can change, but most importantly, what we can add. I think that the program itself was nurtured very well up until this point. And now being someone who was not involved in a farmer's union in the slightest, did not come to Camp Kenwood, did not have the experiences that a lot of people in Chippewa Valley did have, um, and being able to bring in a different perspective and bring in things that are important to maybe some kids, maybe bring in some farmer's union members who can do some speaking talks with kids as well and show kids that agriculture isn't what I grew up thinking it was, which was essentially just scientists or farmers, and that agriculture is what makes the world go round, and how can we continue to teach kids at such a young age that they can do things that impact the world even at their age now, and how they can go into colleges and careers doing that. Um, I did not grow up in an area that had 4-H, so realistically I didn't know I could get a degree in agriculture until after I received my bachelor's. So after taking a gap year, I thought, I cannot believe I've gone this long not knowing that this was my passion, and I want to be able to let kids have that experience as well of figuring out where they want to be in the world, what they want to do in the world, and how I can support and nurture them even after camp, during camp, before camp, and everywhere in between. Are you thinking a lot of hands-on things or just a nice variety? I think a little bit of both. Um, I like to say that I'm, I'm someone who will accept any help versus no help. Um, I love having a collaborative environment. I love the idea of me not being the one who's always teaching. Kids teach each other. Counselors are there to teach as well. Um, But also we have a multitude of Farmers Union members with 
a variety of backgrounds and specialties and interests and expertise that can be translated to the kids. And I mean, we talk about very serious topics there too. You can teach eight-year-olds about um, slave trade in other countries that are currently happening in the agriculture world. And that is something that a lot of people are very scared to do. And Farmers Union has figured out a way to do that. And so how we can continue to do that what kind of talents are you going to be bringing to Camp Kenwood this summer? So I do have a very big passion for bees in general. I would love to figure out a way that we could um, have an apiary on campus um, itself that we can not only teach kids about the process of pollinators, what they do, the anatomy of flowers, how it's sustainable in itself, but also how we can use all different aspects of it, and from food to, I would love to do a craft using beeswax and explaining that process and figuring out ways that we can use more natural resources as fun while having a an underlying idea of sustainability and that they're having fun and being taught that. Um, I also focused a lot on horticulture therapy um, in my degree. I have a passion for marginalized communities. Um, I've worked with uh, kids with special needs and I've worked in areas of therapy and learning and seeing how just having your hands in the dirt, watching a plant grow, finding the process and how therapeutic that is, um, whether a kid can talk to you the entire time or even if they're nonverbal, and figuring out ways that we can reach kids from all backgrounds all different family types. Uh, we have no prejudice against any campers, and I love how open that is, and figuring out how can we make this more diverse? How can we bring in education and fun and a life-changing experience at camp to kids that really think that they don't ever have an opportunity like that? Whether it's because of location, whether it's because of finances, our mission is can we bring camp to anyone and we can and that's what we try to do and that's what I would love to continue to strive to do while using the things that I'm passionate about. And you mentioned using Wisconsin products and the bees. Do you think there are even other things that you could bring up from the beginning to the end to teach campers? Absolutely. Um, I think being in the position so new, it's still a revolving door. Um, I do have a few ideas. I'm open to all ideas. Um, I, I've had an idea of maybe bringing in um, scrap leather and using that to make leather stamped bracelets for kids and being able to explain this is from whatever animal it's from, explaining that process while still being sensitive to some kids aren't used to being farm kids that come to camp as well, and explaining that to them while also explaining that we can take all different pieces and how we can do that in other aspects of our lives as well and using it as a baseline example that they can continue to build on in their personal lives even after they leave camp. Your first year in, I feel like I need to talk to you again after you get one year under your belt and see what you have to say. Any thoughts right now of getting your feet wet and what you'd like to really do in the next years? I think for me, part of learning about camp is also learning about Farmers Union as a culture. 
uh, Farmers Union as a family, as an organization, as a membership. Um, even in the cooperative field, it's massively important to us and that's something that is a bit newer to me and so I'm learning how important it is in all of the aspects a part of it. I tend to be someone that has ideas and thoughts on the spot especially in conversation. Someone will mention one thing and I'll take that and run with it. Learning the areas that I don't know um, I am someone that accepts that I'm very finite. I don't know everything. And so trying to learn what I can and then building upon that for what I can do for the future. Well, Camp Kenwood sounds super exciting. How can we find out more? CampKenwood.com uh, will explain everything that we do there. It will have registration dates. We have pictures on there. We have information about the facilities there. Of course, information about Farmers Union there as well. Great information. And that was Grace Clarity, a new face at the Wisconsin Farmers Union staff taking care of Camp Kenwood. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. With a get or fix, get or done, to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Congress is preparing to pass a farm bill this year, and we need to take action. Consumers are paying record high prices at the grocery store. But farmers and ranchers earn less of the food dollar while multinational corporations rake in massive profits. That's why Farmers Union is fighting for a farm bill that promotes fair markets and protects our food security. Learn more and join the fight at fairnessforfarmers.org. Paid for by National Farmers Union. Let our family help your family. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer. <laughs> Our canine cuddle ambassador here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Midwest Farm Report. From field to fork and everything in between is why the kids from Wisconsin stay. It's a great way to start your day. Yep, kids from Wisconsin, they are going to be out performing across the state as of this summer. And speaking of performances, I want to give you a chance to attend the special performance at the American Family Insurance Championship concert. Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line 
Maddie and Tay and Drake White are going to be at Breeze Stevens Field in Madison on June 9th. And I've got a pair of tickets for you. How do you get them? Our talk text line, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Text me your address and we'll try to get you those tickets. I've got seven pair of tickets for the Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line, Maddie and Tay and Drake White at Breeze Stevens Field on in Madison, June 9th. Time for a quick check-in on what's happening with weather. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, along with us. I hope that uh, the weather we've got for June 9th is about as nice as it is outside. Maybe a little warmer. A little warmer probably be okay. I mean, I'm looking back up to northeast Wisconsin again. They've got that frost advisory and the freeze warning up on the UP border. I see Anago at 38 degrees, Rhinelander at 34, and then Iron Mountain, Michigan, just across the border, 28 Ooh. degrees Ooh. on this Thursday morning. Ooh. Yikes. That's not, yeah. Yeah, that's not, hopefully they covered up the posies or gave them a little protection up there. Yep, they've got a little frostiness, no doubt about that. Now, for the rest of us, a little cooler, but it sounds like we're in for a very fine day. The cool front drops south out of Canada, extends from northwest North Dakota to western Iowa, down into Missouri, southern Illinois, and high pressure is strengthening to our northeast. That's why it's so cold in northeast Wisconsin and the UP. We're not going to see that much cool air, but a cooler day, no doubt there. And there will be a few clouds, especially in the west and south this morning. Otherwise, skies start to clear out and temperatures will slowly warm up pretty nicely right on through the weekend, right into next week. Well, maybe about next Wednesday, there may be another small chance for some rain. I'll have forecast details right after this. What is a holiday weekend made for but Bavaria Brats. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew. A busy bunch now at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. Remember that retail store open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5. But they're making your dreams come true online. BavariaSausage.com or Bavaria Sausage on Facebook. And guess what? Good news continues. 10% off everything in the store except those items already on sale. When you check out, just use the phrase thanks with an X. T-H-A-N-X, and you're saving 10% on mouth-watering brats. And really, anything that you want to offer this holiday weekend. If you don't want to buy a lot, but you'd like to keep all your guests happy, how about a pound of smoked bratwurst, smoked Polish, Cajun brats, Kiri Nurnberger, and Nurnberger brats. Wide selection to keep everybody smiling through the holiday weekend. Check it out online. BavariaSausage.com, Bavaria Sausage on Facebook. All righty, Stu, let's have that forecast. All right, a little morning cloudiness from La Crosse, Boston to Madison. That starts to clear out and across the state. Then we'll see more sunshine here later today. And temps will be in the mid and upper 60s with east winds about 5 to 10. Still kind of cool overnight, clearing out, and we could drop down to about 40. There may be an upper 30 at Mauston, and I'd look for east winds about 5 to 10. Sunshine around for Friday, up into the lower 70s, east winds 5 to 10. And sunny Saturday, upper 70s, southeast winds 5 to 10. Could very well be talking about 80 and in the 80s for Sunday and Monday with the sunshine, Pam. Sounds like a beautiful weekend with a lot of hours working outside, I'm sure. Oh, excellent. Good enough. All right, we'll catch up with you tomorrow and put the put the bow on this week, all right? 
Sounds good. We'll see you then. Stumach Karag, meteorologist with the weather details you're looking for. Again, I'm looking for you if you'd like to go to that special American Family Insurance Championship concert on June 9th, featuring Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line, Maddie and Tay, and Drake White at the Breeze Stephen Field in Madison. If you'd like tickets, if you can make it to Madison, again, the talk text line is how you win. 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Give me your name, your mailing address. We've got seven pair that I'm happy to give away. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You can hear the corn grow. You can smell healthy soil after a good rain. And you know when your livestock are healthy and when they're not. BioVet loves seeing healthy animals contribute to your farm's productivity and profitability as much as you do. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support. That's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Live life to the fullest. You hear that all the time, but it's easier said than done when you're in pain, right? QC Kinetics is in the business of giving people back their quality of life and providing much-needed relief for chronic joint pain. And not just providing that relief, but doing it in the most non-invasive way possible, using regenerative treatments from your body's own natural biologics. Where is your joint pain? In your knees, hips, shoulders, or back? Well, QC Kinetics concentrates these impactful treatments right at the source of your pain, directly applying healing properties where you need them the most. And best of all, you walk into the office and walk right out after treatment. No surgery, no downtime, and patients are raving about the results. So, what does living life to the fullest look like for you? Finally, being able to play golf, hike, walk your dog, enjoy time with your family, whatever it is, Don't wait one more day. Get started today with a call to QC Kinetics for your complimentary consultation. 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. Again, 608-319-1750. When it comes to custom wedding rings, get to know your Denny's Jeweler. Denny's Jewelers does offer affordable custom wedding bands. Whether it be gold, silver, diamonds, gemstones, platinum, you bring your wedding band idea and we'll point you in the right direction. We'll show you all the options. I am Sarah Denny Alexander. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. Is fatigue and lack of libido keeping you on the injured reserve list? It could be symptoms of low testosterone. After the age of 30, men begin to notice this reduction in quality of life due to natural hormonal decline. But there is something you can do about it. Carbon World Health offers custom-designed hormone replacement treatment. They'll determine if you need testosterone replacement or growth hormone therapy. Don't let low T keep you on the bench. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. I didn't think I'd survive. But I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me. One in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there. Covenant House helped me break the cycle of homelessness in my family. They gave me the love that I needed. Over 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed tonight. When youth who are experiencing homelessness have a hot meal, a safe place to sleep, 
medical care, and love, they can overcome heartbreaking challenges and have a brighter future. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. I'm a, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. Covenant House really helped me and really helped mold me into the woman I am today. If you or someone you love is asking for help, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions. People you know. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Over the past 15 years, Window World has donated more than $15 million to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. We have also supported the Veterans Airlift Command with over 120 flights. We have a strong belief in giving back and want to thank everyone who has chosen Window World for their home's renovation. When you go with Window World, you're doing a lot more than remodeling. Call us today. Outside of like them fixing him in the pitching lab. Well, think of all the things where they've done against him. He could have, what, he's, uh, was he an out or a couple outs away from qualifying for a Cy Young contention a couple of years ago? They kept pulling him early from starts when he's having a good game. Uh, they took him to arbitration. He wanted an extra $700,000 after winning a Cy Young. They said no. Then in the arbitration case, they told Corbin Burns he's the reason why they missed the playoffs. Um... What else has been wrong for Corbin Burns? Well, I think just in general, first off, Corbin Burns is a Cali guy. He's from California. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense why he might not like Midwestern weather, especially in spring when we still get snow or it's 30 degrees, cold, windy, rainy. Makes sense. He's from California. He played college baseball at St. Mary's in California. Now, for some of the people that would say, oh, well, the Brewers gave him his opportunity. Okay, that's true. But there's a lot of other teams out there, specifically pretty much any contender or any team that wants to throw a lot of money at starting pitching that would also be willing to give him that chance. Mm-hmm. Then you look at, well, they they helped, they helped develop him. Corbin Burns was a fourth-round pick. That means he was pretty darn good when there's 40 rounds in Major League Baseball. At least at the time of when he was being drafted, there were 40 rounds. (laughs) He's pretty darn good coming out of college. He was a a big-time prospect. He was on the Brewers' prospect list. He won Minor League Pitcher of the Year with the Milwaukee (laughs) Brewers before any of the pitching lab. Pretty good then, eh? Now, did they fine-tune some things? Did they help him with the cutter? For sure. But also, then when you get to the point of 
well, he should take a team-friendly deal. But these are the same fans and people that are saying he should take a team-friendly deal that are saying he can't cry about being nickel and dimed in arbitration because that's just how it is, right? That's that's Major League Baseball and their Players Association. That's how it is. Well, that is kind of how it is, and I get it, but then Corbin Burns could turn around and say, your guys are right. That's how it is. I might have been upset because I wanted an extension earlier, but now I made it through my arbitration. Pay me the money. Yeah. I've, I've made it through. It's the process. It's how it is. Yeah. And there's, there's going to be a ton of teams looking for starting pitching. And he's a guy that has been a multiple time all-star. He has been an ERA title winner. He has been a Cy Young. Now, has he had three bad starts in two months this year? Yeah, he has. But guess what? There's a lot of good pitchers and guys that are notably Cy Young caliber that have also had two, three bad starts this year. You just don't hear about it because you don't follow them or their teams. Yes. I mean, we hyper-focus, obviously, on the Brewers because that's what we cheer for. So, yeah. I mean, Corbin Burns, though, Rowdy, this was set in motion a while ago that, I mean, hell, we talked about it even before the arbitration case. He got Scott Boris as his agent not too long ago. When you get Scott Boris as your agent to represent you, what does that usually mean? The only way I could see him. Yeah, the only way I could see him actually potentially staying in Milwaukee is if if they offer him something way above what any other team is and when have we ever seen that from a Milwaukee Brewers team when has Milwaukee paid top dollar uh Jeff Supan that was because they were the only team in contention <laughs> that's like like think about it he's I, I said he's a Cali guy has Milwaukee ever been a destination city no Ex- exactly no they're it has also not. An organization that in the last couple of years, if you're a Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Eric Lauer, uh, you know, Devin Williams, some of these better players, or even just somebody on that team where the Brewers have been in contention. And then all of a sudden in 2023, uh, they kind of, you know, struggling a little bit, but 2022, they traded away Josh Hader, Josh Hader, uh, believe it or not, he is still a major league pitcher. He does have an ERA below one. And he is back to being Josh Hader. He didn't just fall apart. Mm. That all the guys on the team, they bought into the the front office and the organization saying they don't believe in us. Eric Lauer specifically came out and said that. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It should be a beautiful Thursday, albeit a little chilly right now around Wisconsin. Our daytime highs today will reach around 68 degrees. Tomorrow, 74. Saturday, sunshine and 78. Sunday, partly sunny and 81. Then by the time we turn the corner and head into next week, we'll see temperatures around the state easily into the 80s. Many areas that will touch out in the 90s. Glad you're with us. I'm Pam Yonke. Cody Coster, broker analyst with Everag, is also going to be joining us in a little bit. Today is the 25th day of May. Let's see. On this day back in 1977, the first Star Wars film is released. 
George Lucas and that epic space opera started on this day back in 1977, became one of the most popular works in movie history and iterations of Star Wars still being released today. But it started on this day back in 1977. Happy birthday to actor-comedian Mike Myers. You know him as Austin Powers, part of the Wayne's World work. He is 60 years young as of today. And happy anniversary to actor Hugh Grant. He married Swedish television producer Anna Eberstein on this day in 2018. And now you know. Well, we're keeping an eye on what's happening down at the state capitol and issues relative to Wisconsin agriculture. A big one that was discussed this week, improving our rural roadways and infrastructure. Our own Nate Zimdars was there. A lot of folks don't really think about the impact that transportation has on agriculture when they think of agriculture, but it is a very important part of the industry and it's crucial from getting products from the farm to the processors. This is Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report and today I am speaking with Jerry Schrader. He is the chair for the Wisconsin Milk Haulers Association and he is also involved in his family's hauling business. Outside of your organizational involvement, you have been in the industry for decades. Can you tell us about your business and what you've been doing over the years? Well, I started with one truck and 65 farms, and I did two loads a day to a bottling plant in De Pere, which was about 72,000 pounds. Uh, after about 10 years, I added on to my, I had expanded the milk hauling business, and I added on to my trucking business by getting into hauling precast concrete for infrastructure programs. That's why when this road and bridge building, I do know something about it. I did that for 30 years. I had trucks doing that. Uh, my nephew and brother now have taken over the milk hauling business, and I retired from trucking altogether about a year and a half ago, but due to the driver shortage, they asked me, since I still had a couple of power units, if I would be willing to come back and, and several days a week pull their trailers and help them out, which I do now. You spoke of the driver shortage. Can you tell me, in addition to that, what some of the other serious issues that you are facing both with the organization and also in your business? Uh, regulation. Uh, we're probably one of the most highly regulated industries there are. On the, on the milk hauling side, we deal with DATCAP, USDA, uh, FDA, International Fluid Milk uh, Association, and we have to have biosecurity plan in place for homeland security. Then on the other side, the coin for transportation, I have my base plate, uh, international fuel tax report, unified carrier registration, uh, motor carrier 150 registration, US DOT numbers, and a licensed carrier number. I mean, we it, it is a very, very challenging industry to be in and it's a seven day a week 24 hour a day business it has to go no matter the weather conditions or road conditions you have to have somebody out there as you said there are certainly no shortage of challenges that you are facing currently yet it seems as if legislators and other folks are beginning to pay attention that's why you were down here at the capitol today they were talking about some possible solutions to assist with some of the different challenges you are facing can you tell us about the bill that you offered testimony on today and how that would impact you guys yeah correct uh, road funding for local municipalities in the past 
seems to have been used, and I don't blame them, in uh, areas where there are more people, residential areas, tourist areas, and agriculture uh, that doesn't get a lot of transportation other than agriculture itself uh, seems to have been kind of left by the wayside. And I can understand it. Uh, tax base-wise, you'd rather have ten four $400,000 homes than, than dealing with one you know, 400-acre farm. It, it just... But now on the state level, they are, are looking at it. I think inflation and the high cost of food and the way it's gone up so much in the last two years has made a big difference in, in looking at agriculture now in our food industry. This isn't the first time that you have been involved in the policy aspect of things. Can you tell us some of your past involvement as far as being a part of those legislative conversations on these issues? Well, thanks to my association with Wisconsin Motor Carriers, I was able to serve on the Dairy Task Force 2.0, and we dealt with basically rural economic development all the way up and down the line, not just shipping milk or, or farming. We dealt with infrastructure, uh, uh, labor, marketing. Uh, we had veterinarians, bankers, uh, uh, just about everybody from the industry dealing with and, and we came up with a very comprehensive report as, as far as that industry i worked with the motor carriers and the milk haulers and getting some of those initiatives from them passed into law a couple of years ago are there any other issues that maybe aren't at the forefront today but you see being uh, potential concerns down the road one of the biggest ones for us is is uh, having to run our trucks with partial loads in the springtime. Uh, there are certain uh, facets of the trucking industry that get exemptions. And we've been trying to achieve such an exemption for the last several years now because it is hazardous driving with partial loads due to equipment uh, shortages and, and uh, driver shortages, if you have to make another 20% loads, you're going to have more plant backups, you're going to have more expense. It, it's just really not a feasible situation right now. Thank you so much for your time, Jerry. This is Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report speaking with Jerry Schrader, the chair of the Wisconsin Milk Haulers Association. Cameron Olson of Olson Solar Energy. Farmers understand the value of the sun. It's finally time to put solar to work on your farm. Through the Rural Energy for America grant program from the USDA, agricultural businesses can realize amazing savings from solar even sooner. Learn all about the current REAP grant from Olson Solar Energy. Stop into one of their three locations, call them at 608-780-2347, or visit olsonsolarenergy.com today. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Cody Coster, broker analyst with EverAg, joining us in just a moment. You know, it's been more than a year since Russia invaded Ukraine. You know, when it initially started, it really rocked our commodity markets. And there are still commodities that are dealing with ramifications of that conflict. And that includes our Wisconsin mink producers. Remember, Wisconsin is the number one producer of mink pelts in the United States. And Russia is the number one buyer of mink pelts. Valerie Zimble from Zimble Mink Farm in Sheboygan County says right now, every day is different and they're hoping for the best. Many of the countries that buy our, buy United States mink or North American mink, manufacture them in their country and then sell to Russia. 
and the Russian stores because they're a big consumer of fashion and they it's very cold there so they're a big consumer so it really affected people like the Greeks and the Italians so it was a huge impact on that sale hopefully you know things straighten up and war isn't good for anything but yeah that definitely took a big hit on our market for sure Valerie Zimbel from Zimbel Mink Farm in Sheboygan County. You know, in 2021, before the Russian-Ukraine conflict, mink production in Wisconsin had gone up 37%. But now, as she points out, their market has been completely disrupted. In overnight electronic trade, our markets are, again, in red ink. Right now, we've got December corn down 2 at 518. November beans down a nickel at 1180. July wheat's down 2.5 at 603. Barrel cheese was unchanged on Wednesday at 151.5. 40-pound block cheese, though, dropped 7.5 to 157.75. Double-A butter also unchanged, 243.75 per pound. The June milk right now is up for 16.41 a hundredweight. What is going on with this dairy complex, and how long are our Wisconsin dairy producers going to have to persevere? That's one of the questions I've got lined up for Cody Coster, broker analyst with Everag, joining us live in just a moment. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Watch PGA Tour champions, including tournament host and Wisconsin native Steve Stricker at the American Family Insurance Championship when it returns to University Ridge Golf Course Friday, June 9th through Sunday, June 11th. Proceeds will support the Steve Stricker American Family Insurance Foundation and the American Family Children's Hospital. Get your tickets today at AmFamChampionship.com. That's AmFamChampionship.com. When it comes to custom jewelry, get to know your Denny's jeweler. The way Denny's works custom is based on emotions and it's based on the clients, what they are feeling and wanting and looking for. And eventually it evolves into this piece of art. I'm Nick Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. We all get hit by the storms of life. I had noticed my legs were swelling, and we went to Maine Medical Hospital, and they said, oh, Mr. Conquest, can you get up for your MRI? And I remember pushing up off the bed, and I fell. Next thing I know, it was three weeks later, and I was paralyzed. It was a pretty low point to not be able to do the things that I love to do. PBA was there the first day. Thanks to PVA, paralyzed veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments. The benefits they've earned, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. PVA has brought me back to life. I've fallen a few times and PVA is like, get up. We just keep getting up. To learn more, go to pva.org today. Being with you makes us happy as pigs in mud. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Sure does. And a little rain wouldn't be bad sometime in the very near future. Joining us this morning live to talk about dairy, Cody Coster, broker analyst with Everag, who right now is driving through Missouri. And you said they're getting rain right now, huh? 
Yeah, there's a little bit of rain down here in the south, Pam, and, uh, you know, I don't know how good it's going to be for corn as most people got it in right now, and they're trying to get most of their first cutting off yeah. is what they're telling me, but I think it's going to be pretty good for the crops at this point. Yep, the, I'm sure that they're grateful to have it at least. Let's uh, pivot and talk about uh, dairy, Cody. That's why we turn to you folks at Everag. A couple different reports that have come out, uh, and quite honestly, both of them forecast not real positive days ahead for our dairy farmers and that milk price, huh? Well, I think the one that came out Friday was our April milk production report. And this one kind of took a lot of people by surprise as most guesstimations that we had saw were going to be 0.8 to 1.2% higher. And it actually came in only 0.3% higher. And a big portion of that was it showed that Texas had actually lost 15,000 cows. And if we remember back about a month, month and a half ago, we had that major fire down in Texas that, uh, you know, tragically killed 18,000 cows. And that got into the USDA report for the April milk production. And I think with that report being only 0.3% higher, that's why we saw the big jump in futures that we did Monday going into Tuesday. Um, and that's kind of what led to futures having that big, gigantic spike. Now we roll into yesterday and we had the USDA's cold storage report for April and we kind of got another surprise. So that uh, came out for the month of April showing that total U.S. cheese stock had came in at 1.46 billion pounds, which if you look at it on a year-over-year basis, is 1.2% lower than we saw at the same time last year, which most people are calling neutral to not extremely bullish, but a little bit more supportive of the market at this point. And I think with prices being as low as they had and all the inventory that we had in stock, this finally shows that maybe we had started getting some of these exports booked, getting them out the door. You know, a lot of folks had said we need to be down at $1.50 cheese, maybe $1.45. And once we got down there, I think this finally showed folks we can get those exports start to get rolling and, and get them out of our country. Yeah, that you're you're right. I mean, we'd we'd hoped it was going to be that way, and we're one of the places in the world that can actually get product moving fairly easily. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Now, with how strong the dollar is right now compared to other countries, that's going to play a big factor on where exports get going and how much of them kind of get booked. And talking to a lot of these different cheese companies, when they look out in the futures curve, you know, cheese is still holding a very good premium to where we are in spot right now. Speaking of a dollar. 50 to $1.57 cheese, if you go out into the curve July through December, you're up in the 180s, 185 type number. They need to see that kind of pull back a little bit if we're going to get more of these exports booked. But in the near term, I do believe this USDA report showed that we are still finally getting some of this product out that we had been talking about for the past month. You know, when we get on your show and talk about them. Yeah, yeah. Cody Coster's along with us. If you're just joining us, he's one of the broker analysts with the Ever Ag crew. Uh, you know, Cody, there, I'm sure that there are dairy farmers out there wringing their hands and lamenting that uh, we don't like these low prices. We are, we're, uh, we're seeing it hit big time on our pay price out at the farm. That is uh, one of the trade-offs that I'm sure we need to talk about. Absolutely. And I think what people are kind of starting to get into now is they're finally seeing these pay prices come in through the milk check being extremely low, but the inputs are still extremely high. You know, when you look out there into December, March, corn and soybean meal prices have come off, but a lot of folks have had things booked up as far as corn, bean meal, canola, diesel even, you know, coming for this year. So 
every dairyman that I'm talking to throughout the country is saying, hey, possibly good times ahead. But right now, with everything that has been pre-booked, these costs for 2023 are still astronomical, and we are not hitting break-evens for anybody that I've talked to so far. Yeah, so that's that's regardless of region. Everybody's in the same world of hurt. Correct. That would be everybody's in the same world of hurt. You know, I mentioned that I'm driving through Missouri right now. People down in the south are very happy for this rain because they're telling me that the first cutting of alfalfa and their wheat crop should be probably three to four X better than it was last year, mm. which is going to be extremely good. The, the, the trade-off on that is they have not been able to get all the corn planted that they possibly need because they have had these rains that are very untimely, which they normally are wrapping up corn planting at this time. So it's one of those trade-offs of, hey, this is going to kind of help my cost of production, but also I need to get those little seeds in the ground so they can start growing if we're going to continue to have these rain showers. Yeah. What are you hearing from California, Cody? Have they kind of started to right that ship? I mean, my heart goes out to those producers that had all that rain, all that water, um, you know, I mean, it seemed like one thing after another with them. It, it has seemed that talking to guys in the past two to three weeks, things have kind of slowed down. The rains have pretty much stopped and everybody was really looking at the mountain peaks and when they were going to start melting and flooding into the valley. But that seems to have kind of come and gone. And I know there's a few dairies that had to displace more animals and themselves as that's happened. But it's not, from what I'm understanding and hearing, it's not as bad is what they had generically thought. You know, some guys said, hey, we're going to flood into June, which we're only, what, a week away, a week, yeah. week and a half away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still happening. And there still are very, very many cows that are displaced out in that state. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it doesn't sound like it got quite as bad as everybody had been kind of banging the drum on in the first place. How about uh, dairy, <laughs> dairy cattle slaughter? Uh, those numbers have been pretty high. Are they still trending high? They have. They've been... Oh, extremely high the past couple of weeks and talking to people right now i mean these slaughter numbers um going in on hanging weights i'm hearing anything from a dollar 95 to 210 a pound right now and what folks are telling me is to make ends meet where the milk check is not they are sending an extra you know four to ten percent of their slaughter cows that they usually would mm-hmm. just to you know quote unquote keep the lights on keep the bills paid because those prices are so high at this point. Wow. Great content as always, Cody. Cody Coster along with us live this morning. He's traversing Missouri right now, but happy to talk with us. As always, we remind you to check out all the crew at ever.ag if you're interested in risk management, and that's apparently what it's going to take. Cody, appreciate the content as always, my friend. Travel safe. Thank you, Pam. All right, Cody Coster, again, like I said, joining us live this morning to keep you ahead of what's going on with those dairy markets, volatility, the weather, it all comes home to roost, but the export scene improving. Have a great Thursday, everybody.